Welcome to the latest PinkCast in the Pink Elephant podcast series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Hi, this is Rich Petty, Executive Consultant with Pink Elephant, and today I'll be talking in this podcast about capacity management and talk about an overview of how capacity management relates to availability management and how we understand that might impact customers and services from an IT and operations perspective and a customer's perspective. As we understand capacity management, you may remember from your essentials or foundation certificate training or from uh, looking at some of our webinars that the goal of capacity management is to ensure that all the current and future capacity aspects and performance aspects of the business requirements are provided cost effectively. So there's a lot of meat, if you will, in that goal. We talk about current capacity aspects. We want to make sure we're putting infrastructure in place that has scalability, if you will. And that's where we get to future capacity aspects. But then we look at this other dimension, which is performance aspects of the business requirements. And here, we're looking at capacity, not just the volume, if you will, or the space we need to get business done, but how fast that work gets done. We're worried about even the amount of seconds or intervals it takes between screens to have an application run effectively. So let's say order entry takers in a sales operation are taking orders that the time between screens or when they click on a particular button to retrieve account information or customer information or past order information that there's capacity is measured by the performance from a customer's point of view, not just in the sheer volume, if you will. So it's, it's both the velocity as well as the volume of data or the actual physicalness of space that's sometimes needed for the information. And that's where there's also connection between a previous topic we've talked about before, and that would be in the area of security management and availability management. So capacity and security and availability can all be linked together. But let's take a look at the fourth item that is mentioned in this very short goal, but there's a lot in it, and that's to provide this in a cost-effective way. So we're asking, hey, if we do need to add disk space, do we want to buy the latest technology at the highest cost? What quality of equipment do we need? that's going to provide what the customer needs without being the most expensive solution for that capacity. Well, I had one day, had a systems engineer reporting to me. Scott came in and said, hey, Rich, we have a problem. Well, Scott, what's the problem? And he said, well, you know, we have backup. We do it every night. We start backup at midnight, and that's because we have a service level agreement with our customers that between midnight during the weekdays, from midnight to 7 a.m., we are allowed to do any maintenance activities and preparing everything from backup to maintenance on systems and servers, as well as any moving of data or preparation of data for supply chain and any other kinds of activities that are needed, preventive maintenance, corrective maintenance activities, all performed within the service window as described in a service level agreement. And so he said that backup had been incrementally getting longer and longer, and he noticed over the last five, seven days that it was creeping from about 5 a.m. and then to 6 a.m. very 
exponentially increasing the amount of time to complete the backup. It finally crossed over into past, if you will, 7 a.m., which was outside of our service window. So I often ask folks, well, do we have an availability problem or capacity problem? And most persons I ask that when we're discussing this topic in a class or course say, oh, well, we have availability. And some others will say, no, we have a capacity problem in the area of backup. And it turns out we have both. We have both an availability problem in this case study uh, illustration as well as a capacity problem, but it turns out the capacity problem is not with backup. Though most folks immediately go towards that, well, if we could do backup faster, change the policy regarding backup, then we would be able to complete this before 7 a.m. in the morning, and therefore we our capacity problem is solved by having faster backup drives, etc., and therefore it also solves our availability problem. That leaves out an important part, is why was more disk space required? And what was the business need driving that scenario? And in further investigation, Scott tells me, well, marketing department was having to put labels for all our SKUs, as they called SKUs, uh, for the products that we were producing, manufacturing, and they needed the labels because they were organic health food labels that changed with each batch that was produced and for because of governance requirements needed to have them on file and they decided to take them off of their desktops and put them on the server drives and that's why the space was incrementally growing so even if we could do backup faster we had to understand that we would just have that same problem again and that's what gets back to the goal of capacity management which is we're saying to make sure we solve the current and future capacity aspects of any particular IT service that is it could impact a business service. So here is very interesting. There's an IT service, if you will, or an operational issue that has the potential to affect the capacity of the customer's systems, but it wasn't backup-related. It turns out if backup moved into the primetime hour, then what happened is the performance, if you will, of the, of the other systems, not of the performance of backup, but the other systems that the business use would be slowed down when customers went to use those systems from 7 a.m. on. So further discussions with Scott led to the fact that we had this customer requirement. They didn't want us to archive. They wanted live access to these files. So Scott went and received a further direction from the business and turns out to solve the problem because we were at the time the fourth fastest growing company in a privately owned company in America that year. Uh, we had in our definitive hardware store, we had an extra drive, if you will, a storage drive, a storage server, and Scott took that storage server out of the hardware store that we had registered in our CMDB and what he did is created, if you will, a department server. He created this department server, moved marketing's files over onto the department server, then did backup of the entire company's resources. It turned out from analysis that the graphic files were equal in space requirements to all of the company's other files combined, the entire rest of the company's files. So he moved 50% of the demand, if you will, from that was 
placed on backup during the evening, and he put it on another server, backed that server up during the daytime when it had no impact to even the customer that used those files, and backed up all the company's files during the night. And so we went back to having backup completed by 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning, uh, and, and, the, and we also took care of future needs. So we took care of all three elements that are in the goal. We took care of the current capacity aspect, the future capacity aspects, and the performance aspects, did it in the most cost-effective way, and that allowed us to serve the customers and actually even prevent some incidents uh, where possible. Uh, and, of course, uh, I complimented Scott on his solution, and we moved forward. What Scott actually did was used a couple of key definitions and ideas in capacity management that I'd like to close with. One has to do with the concepts of business, service, and resource capacity management. And what Scott did was operate in all three areas. It started out looking like a resource issue, and probably many folks that I present this story to think that the resource issue and the capacity issue, as mentioned before, is entirely in the backup in getting a solution to backup. And it turns out that is, if you will, a red herring. So we had a resource solution. It affected as a hierarchy above that service capacity, and that service capacity issue impacted the business capacity. And then we went back to the business, found out what their requirements were, though hope, hope, you would have hoped that proactively they would have told us, but I guess it was a crisis that they need to move things, and we found out indirectly. But nonetheless, we went back to the business to find out what the requirements were, then went back to look at the, how we would meet those with our IT service capabilities, and then said, well, what resources will help us and various options solve that problem? And that leads to the activities in capacity management. We know there's the main activities of iterative activities, as they're called, which I'll return to, demand management, modeling, application sizing, and production of a capacity plan. And they're matrixed against those three focus areas I mentioned before, business capacity management, service capacity management, and resource capacity management. But it's in the first activity that Scott was most focused on, the iterative activities, known by an acronym called MATI. MATI stands for Monitoring, Analysis, Tuning, and Implementation. And that's the activity in capacity management that Scott was most focused on when we were looking at this particular problem. And as we said, this capacity problem also created an availability problem. Well, I thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this overview and this insight and this illustrative case study about Scott and the backup problem to help you further understand capacity management. Uh, if you'd like further information about IDLE and IDLE Framework and Pink Elephant, please go to our website, www.pinkelephant.com. Thank you very much.